This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is powered by Lululemon. With 44 stores across Australia and New Zealand, you can shop the latest range either in-store or online at lululemon.com.au to find your well-being. Episode number 315 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Uh, big show coming at you. Vic Miles Club is back. We'll be talking about those results. Queensland 5K champs happened. Pat Tiernan returns to racing, which is good to see. Uh, listen to question. Moose on the loose. Got some whispers coming up as well a bit later on the show. And uh, some weekly recaps will also be here. Welcome my co-host is Dan Anglesey. Julian Spence, how are you? I'm excited, mate. These whispers... <laughs> Have this you is seen the them? highlight of the show for me. Mm. Yeah, people in our DMs, Moose, on Instagram saying, like, Moose on the Loose used to be my favourite, but now I've changed to the Whispers. Me too. Me too. Got some big ones today as well. I've got about four or five things written there. Have a bit of a read if you want. Get, oh, I've read Get em. ready for it later on. I, ha- I, I read them. The best thing is, I don't know who's trying to, like, stitch me up on my DMs or who's, like, so I get some and I'm like, are you, like, literally one I got the other day. I'm like, you've got to be poor my leg. This cannot be true. But that's one I'm working on for a few weeks' time. But, um, yeah, they've been lighting up the DMs, which is quite interesting reading. I like it as well, Brady, because I do the agenda. So then when I log on here at, like, 7 o'clock, you filled this out and you haven't told Moose or I any of these throughout the week. So they're all they're mm. new to, to us as well. Yeah, sometimes I don't tell you, as I like to get in your like, level of surprise when I read them out. But, um, yeah, I've got them in there for a bit of pre-reading today. How are you, Croaks? How's things in Canberra? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Lily uh, has just been diagnosed with uh, chicken pox, and um, I think Colas is, like, maybe three days behind her based on symptoms. So, um, thankfully, it's one of those sicknesses that you generally only get once. So I had it when I was, like, uh, I don't know, 17 or 18, and I was pretty sick with it, but um, hopefully it means that I won't get it again. Um, so, yeah, um, that's it. But also, boys, happy six-year anniversary. Yes, today, today, sure. is it? Well, episode one was released on the 10th of November. Oh, so yeah. So pretty close. Um, we obviously did have an episode zero. Yeah, we'll go, yeah, we should be going from that date. The very first thing we released was, what, like the 7th or 5th of November. Yeah, we were in the start of November. What year? 2018. Seven, 17. 17. Yeah. Six, six years. years. Yeah. Six years of Monday nights doing this shit. <laughs> six yeah, years. Happy birthday. You guys have hardly missed any too. Uh, yeah, I reckon I've missed like maybe a handful. Yeah, if that I reckon. Mm. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah, that's pretty good cool. Six, yeah. yeah, six years. When I did, start... I, did I um, used to like celebrating the years or the episodes? Yeah, you're a years man, I think, and I'm an episodes man. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I reckon, right? years, I reckon years is pretty good to celebrate. I years like years. Years is good. Years mm. is good. Yeah. yeah. Both are good. Just celebrate whatever you want. <laughs> <Start> <laughs> celebrate cel- everything. Yeah. We're 350 soon. 
Yeah, a bit of a while. The numbers they take a while to tick over. Three fifty. Three fifty. You're getting a you're getting a chair off the ground at three fifty. Yeah, I reckon we shut things down at three fifty. Can't be too much more to talk about in the running world. Moose will get a gold microphone at four hundred. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, well, he probably already has one. No, I've got these ones at the moment. It's it's a mic built into my headphones, but it. They, I just had a shower and my ears are wet, and so the silicon buds just keep sliding out. Painful. We One must of the know. real great issues of podcasting. Well, Craigs and I have had the same mic from episode zero. We have. You've been yeah. through a few, I reckon, Moose. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah, keep getting the them. defective ones. Just hates looking after stuff, Craigs. L- looking after it. It sits on the foot. <laughs> I'm not like lugging it around in a backpack. Anyway, let's talk about some running. Moose, tell us about your week. What have you been doing K-wise, trainer-wise? Who have you been running with? Some big names I see on Strava. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about oh, Sunday. Sunday. He, he, he would have been so up and about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, was the, um, I yeah. was the keynote speaker on Sunday morning. Don't worry. Um, we'll start with Monday, though, because I'll build into it. So I ran Monday morning, just easy, 40 minutes, an hour. No, 40 minutes, but a five-minute K pace. And, uh, yeah, changing songs on my Garmin and it froze again, so that kind of pissed me off a little bit. And in the other, uh, did a bit of a hillier run, met Bree down the beach, so it was a downhill run. Pretty slow, pretty cruisy still. Uh, Finishing the water, which is really nice. And um, I did have a snake in my front porch that that day. So I... um, I had to negotiate that, and then Tuesday, an hey, hour. Negotiate. Negotiate, yeah. Well, hey, Moose, I had somebody comment to me that, you know, you've got your invisible fence. Yeah. Maybe your invisible fence is keeping the snakes in. <laughs> the, the, the invisible fence is a cable. <laughs> but I did, like, uh, yeah, I've wondered about that. I actually had an echidna <laughs> in my backyard today. And I reckon it may have struggled with the um, cable because when I went down there, it was in all sorts, the cable. And the, I, I saw the echidna going across there like late last night. So I might be creating some carnage for the um, the fauna of my backyard. Who's so. commenting that though? Who's making that? that oh, just a, just a guy that I was chatting to the other day said, uh, yeah, maybe Moose needs to look at his invisible fence. Maybe it's keeping, his, keeping the snakes in. Thought, oh yeah, yeah it's, it's a good point. Mm, you can you can get snake deterrent things like you stick them in the ground and they send out vibrations into the um, earth. So someone, someone actually a couple of people advised me on that. So I might be investing in that in the next few weeks. Yeah, uh, I ran in the next the next morning an hour, uh, semi hilly, not too bad. And then a workout, oh, treddy on, on that night. My treddy's fixed now. So back on the treddy Tuesday night. Um, workout, I did a workout down on the, on the, um, the loop around Deakin. It was a, a dirt loop. It's, it, I, I skipped the really hilly bit. I'm thinking that I'm getting enough hills in my everyday runs that I don't really need to do workouts over them. So I, I, I stayed on a more dirt bay like a flatter section of um the track around deacon i did four by seven minutes at threshold but i i lost my heart rate monitor so this was to feel 
who knows if it was threshold or not, but I ran 322s, 320s, 320s, 316 for the last one. But by that stage, I'd run half the rep on the track. So the, the GPS would have been a bit out there. I was taking 75 seconds standing rest. And then I went to the hill and did eight by 20 second hill repeats just to, to finish the workout off. So it was all right. Who knows if it was threshold, but it felt about right. Felt about right. Heels getting easier? Those 20 second no, reps? No, not, not, not really. I'm still pretty cooked at the end of them. I go pretty much, I go like 95%, I reckon. So I'm working up them. And my glutes are pretty tired after the threshold. So it's it's good workout. I, I actually really liking it. I look forward to doing it. And I, I think I'm getting some strength from it too because I've been better on the long run the last few weeks on the hills. We thought about reversing it, Moose, just to see how it feels physically doing the hills mm. first and then doing the thresh on like sort of your legs are going to be a bit like banged up or like, you know, that little bit of fatigue from those. Yeah, that's a good idea. Reverse it. Mm. Just to see how it feels. Yeah, I might do that. The next time I do a thresh, I might do it tomorrow. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. I'll... um. Yeah, I, I wasn't planning on it much. For th- we'll see how we go tomorrow. We'll talk about it next week. All right. Yeah, I jogged that Arvo in Geelong, got off work a bit earlier. Not, I was still at work, but I went for a loop around Geelong. Uh, then 10K the next day. This was my low day. I've been taking one low day a week. I just ran 10K and then nothing in the afternoon. I did a 16K the next morning on Friday. I transitioned to a Saturday workout this week. So I ran down and back on Distillery Creek Road. Quite a nice run. But can't get going. Like I thought, I put put the uh, Super Blast on for this run. I think it was the Super Blast. Maybe it was the Vimero. Let me check. Oh, it was the Nimbus 26. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't. I, I ran five minutes for the first K. And I was, I thought I was going pretty fast. I thought I was out the gates, but nah, five minutes is about it. I haven't broken four on a run for the first K in a long time. What you time? Yes. Yeah, so, so you ran at eight past seven. What time did you get out of bed? And like, do you do anything before you go for a run? I got out of, yeah, I got out of bed at six and uh, have a coffee. I don't think I walked a dog this day. But I've been walking around for an hour before this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. I, it's because I have this impingement in my ankle joint, and, and when I hit the deck, it's it's really quite sharp pain, and it takes about 10 minutes for it to loosen up. And then after 10 minutes, I don't really feel it, and I can just run naturally and fluidly. But for those first 10 minutes, I'm running with a real awkward gait. Where I uh, where I turn my foot in like pigeon toe my left foot in order to to avoid the sharp pain. I'm gonna go see a podiatrist about it and maybe get some sort of I don't know injection or something to try to loosen that up because it's a pretty annoying injury. It, it just it doesn't stop me running. It just really slows me down in the mornings. After all that though, you know you did break five minutes of the first K. No, it says five minutes. 4.55. 4.55. 
what on on Strava? Yeah. yeah, still can't break five minutes of the first K, <laughs> even when I try. First K split four fifty five. No, it says five minutes. No, nah, not on best best out and back on that run. Yeah, yeah. Now, if, on Friday here it's got 10th. first four fifty five. Gap. Oh, four fifty four. Do you know what it does? It probably doesn't account the um, privacy area. Because oh, on maybe on mm. mine, look, let me, oh, sh- really? let me show you my splits. Yeah, because mine here, I'm going to just send this into the group. That's probably right, I reckon. My split says five minutes for the first one. Because I saw Davey's comment that, and I was like, what the fuck's this bloke on about? Mm. Okay, when we get to my yeah. week, tell me if mine's the same. Yeah, I've I will. Got, I've got that set, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, weird. I thought that bloke was high when he was wrote that. Like this bloke's lost the plot. <laughs> well, everyone thinks you've lost the plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, got the Coros heart rate that afternoon. Went for a jog with it. Pretty happy with it. Really comfortable. Sits on the arm a lot better than the polar does. Doesn't dig in as much. So I thought that was a bonus. And I found that it was really accurate too. So I didn't like every time I went up a, a ramp or a hill or whatever. I uh, I got a, a good feedback from the heart rate telling me that it was it was going up and yeah on the easy runs it should be pretty accurate it's when you start doing workouts you might see more of a lag but I did do the a workout the next day down in Aries and it was good on that day too so I did a yo-yo I met up I'm just with, sorry um, Miss, can we, I'm just I'm just going through the chat here from the Coros heart rate monitor uh, where Brady's got. We talking medical grade kind of quality, mate. After his last one, you know, what was that brand Brady that you were talking about before? Yeah, someone's left a review there. Poor, I heard poor yeah, glass. I've actually, yeah. I've actually heard people say that they're pretty accurate as well. Uh, don't tell me that, Croak. So I just bought one of these Coros yeah. ones. Fell for was, um, influencing. Ben Ben Wisby, my old coach. Oh, he's he loves, a smart guy too. He, he love he loves his toys and he's into all this sort of stuff. So mm. he reckons they're pretty accurate. Fuck. All right. But, they had a Coros, Brady. Well, I'll wait and see when mine arrives. How did um, the Salamore moves? Toby was stoked with the orders he was getting Saturday morning. Was he? Yeah. Keeping him busy. Reckons he was sold them all after your Strava influencing. Sorry, I should add here then Moose has followed up with, let's just say this operator isn't going to pop up in office works. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> Very good. that was you taking the piss out of me and now yeah, ben, ben has come over the top and said, no, Brady was right about that scotchy I, I thing. I just think that backwards and forwards from you two is pretty good. Yeah, cute little jokes from us there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you ended up with more likes on that because mine's clearly funnier. I'm clearly the funnier guy. <laughs> uh, it, no, we didn't sell them all, but I'm going to order more because I'm really happy with it. And I lose them once a week anyway, so I'm going to need at least five <laughs> to get to the end of the year. For a boy who cares for his stuff, croaks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now we know why his microphone's stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> That polar one that lasted about three weeks, I reckon, since it rocked up, and then I then I lost it, and then um, I lost that Coros this morning. I found luckily I found it um, hiding in the bottom of my car somewhere, but I thought I was pretty mad about that. Bloke has too much money, Brady. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice? Too busy, I reckon. Just too busy. Uh, I, yeah. So the workout was um, a yo-yo. So Jess and Dylan Stanson were down in Aries Inlet, and Dylan had a workout to do. So he, um, or Jess asked me if I would uh, do it, do a workout with him, or he could join my workout or whatever. So I, um, I went to Aries and met up with a couple of guys, well, Ali and Dylan, a couple of others were jogging with Ali, and we ran um, warm-up 
first and then did three. Dylan and I only did the workout. It was three by five minutes under threshold, five minutes at threshold, but perhaps um, perhaps the threshold actually went over. Oh, the, the, the effort level went over threshold at some points. But it was super... <laughs> Here, this this mm. you, where do you what do you think about this description? What were your first thoughts when you you read this description? I thought you were after just a bit of kudos. I thought oh, you were yeah. taking the piss oh. out of somebody else that uses a lot of excuses in their Strava. Just I, I, I'm taking the piss out of the stereotype of of Strava and and the the general um, uh, trying to make everything trying to cultivate this picture of amazing fitness every time you go for a run on Strava and if anything doesn't go to plan we need to list all the excuses that's what that was but geez it was windy out there it was it was blowing a gale we we decided to do a loop that was only about 1200 meters around we started out at, on the float so the float was 325 the on was 312 334 so the float slowed down dramatically 312, 335, 315. The the effort did get harder towards the end as we got more fatigue. Um, Dylan, though, for an, he's run. What does he run for 800? 147. I reckon faster than that, Moose. No, I probably. Reckon, he's I run 343 for 1500. I'll tell you what he's run, but I reckon it was best quicker in the country a few years ago. I reckon it was he? quicker than 147. Is he still fit, Moose? Like, is he still yeah, focused on running? So he's fit, right? He's, I think he's concentrating on 1500s now. So he's been running more mileage, 70K a week compared to whatever he was doing. And he, I think he's doing some longer workouts in there. So this... Um, 146.64. Okay, wow, yeah. That's quick. So question, Moose, did, did how hard you run this session, was that influenced by having Dylan there? Like were you trying to like... I don't know, flex, or was he keeping up with you? Were you trying to drop him? Oh, like... he was keeping up, yeah. And that was probably the hard bit is that he would, he, he, when he got an on, he was, he was, he was looking for pace. Like, I think because his ons are normally much faster, because I don't think he does any threshold work at all. So he's when he does a workout, he normally goes when he's on on. And I noticed that when we change paces. He just could change pace just so smoothly, and all of a sudden he'd be five meters ahead of me, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um, towards the end, perhaps he was working a little harder than I was because of the fatigue. But the way that he handled like three twelve pace, cruisy, because he's got that yeah that speed reserve. So like from a strength point of view, like you're you're a stronger runner, but because he's got so much more reserve at 312s he, he can get through this session okay yeah he got through it yeah. he got yeah. through it um i think that he, he might start including more of this longer stuff for the 1500 work that he's going to do mm. but he doesn't he doesn't use heart rate and he doesn't um run this effort very often so it was all a bit foreign to him yeah, but it was good to have someone around, especially someone so contrasting in physiologies. Yeah. And in the end, like he's 146. Like he, at any given stage, he, he could have burned me in 200 metres. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, by the end, maybe we finished, we finished together, actually. 
we finished together. I was making sure my heart rate didn't get too high on that last rep. Uh, and he he was just going off effort because he doesn't know his, what heart rate he should be running at. So we just ran it together. It's good. It's good to have someone around. What else? Oh, yeah, jogged that afternoon, treadmill, and uh, the long run the next day. Mm. So what do you want to know, boys? It was, 30, it was 32K. We climbed 736 meters. That's a week for you, Brady, maybe more. Probably more, yeah. Give, us a, you, give us a roll call. Who was that? Could you imagine, though, the carry-on? Mm. They, they all have cooked hips in two weeks. Yeah, Everyone because, is about to name. Because he's got a few visitors. He's like, oh, I'll take you on one of our – so this is like a relatively hilly loop, I'm guessing, Moose, and you'll probably go, oh, yeah, we'll t- I'll take you on one of just the, normal the, normal, one. the normal one. <laughs> and, uh, Didn't yeah. you have 500 metres of those, like 700 in the first, like 15K? Have a have a look at the second K on my arm. Um, yeah, it was Strava. like ninety five meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety six meters, and the gap pace was three thirty three. So we were <laughs> we were out this hill pretty hard early, and then we just ran some nice Ks after that. It got going maybe up a few hills, but mainly your mate Ryan Cramery pushing the pace. Brady, not really me. Give us and, um, who else was in the pack? Oh well, the pack was massive to begin with, so. There was uh, there was the, the usual Surf Coast crew. You know, do you want to know them? Oh, we know those guys. We're a fair uh, idea who they the are. visitors. The visitors. So we had um, we had Rachel McGuinness down from Melbourne. So she's going she's going pretty well again, racing the five k this Thursday night. You're coaching right. her now too, aren't you? I am. Sinead that would have been a pretty pretty good long run before a five k, seven hundred <laughs> meters of climbing. Yeah, four days out. <laughs> Coming off a of stressy, isn't she? <laughs> Perfect. I don't think she did the. Did she run thirty two k. No, I don't no. think she did. Hope not. <laughs> um, Sinead Diver was there, so Australian record holder. That was a big one, and she worked hard. She was up the front for it. After things got moving, she moved to the front, and that's I've called it assassin school here, because I I was talking to um at the end Kieran and Sinead and I added on, and I just I, I congratulated Sinead on. On sticking a knife into her main rivals, Jess Stenson and, and Ali Pashley, on the long run. Um, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter how friendly you are, she'll still knife you on a Sunday long run. And I said, that's that's the cold-blooded killer that you are. <laughs> Did she and go then, the whole 32K? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, nah, maybe 30K, 31 okay. or something. Because Jess um, is only getting, she's coming on the show in like, a oh, couple yeah. of weeks, but she was only like 15 or 18K, wasn't she? Well, not only, but compared to 32 She's only been running for three weeks and she ran like 16K and pretty damn hilly in a pretty good group of runners. It was impressive to watch. Was Sinead doing it easier than you, Moose? Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon she was working. We went up this massive climb. It was from 12.9 to the top of it was mm. 17.8. So we ran 5K uphill basically. And it was there was some decent gradients in that. She wasn't talking. I was actually giving her some lip, and she wasn't giving anything back. So there's a fair chance she was struggling up that. Um, who else? Yeah, that was. I mean, they were Ali, Sinead, and Jess, Rachel. Pretty good female group of for a long run. Yeah, there wouldn't have been many long runs in the past where uh, Jess, Sinead, and Ellie have started together, would there? 
Nah. Done that nah. many long runs together before. Not that they really did this time either, but. Yeah. Maybe only like a post race type thing mm. where they might race on a Saturday, run on a Sunday. I reckon maybe Gold Coast or something one year that could have happened. Yeah, because they've never been on like the same team together, have they? Mm. Like training for a marathon where they might do like a training camp together. No, I don't think they've been on a training camp together at all. Yeah. I reckon it's always, as is distance, as it goes, it's always someone's always had an injury or they've been preparing for different events or a child. Or having a baby, yeah. It's probably yeah. the most common one. Yeah. That's good, Moose. You've um, done well there. What about he was up and about in the message group oh, afterwards, yeah. wasn't he, Crooks? Oh. Should have seen my body count. He said, do it. You can't go do that. Yeah, I could just imagine the carry-on at the start. <laughs> Brad, did you hear what Brady just said? Yeah. Please, please stand up for me here. I didn't say that. <laughs> if we're going to throw lies out, Brady, come up with some better it was ones a good. It was a good one from you. <laughs> I should have seen how many people I buried. Should have, I, didn't, I should have taken a body count. <laughs> Something like that. I liked it anyway. Uh, How many K for the week? Very, uh, what did I get? 145, I think. Yeah, it's a pretty good week. So I'm back up there. I'm having a real low week this week. So oh. don't be scared. I was going to say, Moose, have a, Brady, have a look at his towers. It's like stairway to heaven. Mm. It's just like full-on staircase. Yeah. Fit. Fe- feeling better and better about it too. That's the, uh, that's the dangerous thing. It's like I'm running it myself into condition to handle more. Like, I'm getting antsy if I'm not running doubles now. I, I'm, I feel like I'm getting there. I feel like 100 miles not too far away. And we had a conversation about this a few weeks ago, but it's changed. Things have changed. I'm feeling good. Here we go. I love it. It's 2019 all over again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was something come up about that the other day? Oh, on Strava, you can, there's this new thing on Strava where, um, what is it? You click um, training, fitness and freshness. It's in the subscriber oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I've just seen that. So click that, right? And then have a look at your fitness and freshness over the past. Uh, or f- click all time. And it will show you, like, over your career how fit you've been. This would be a lot on heart rate, though, wouldn't it? I think it goes a lot on heart rate, yeah. Far out, yeah. My, I've just got one huge skyscraper back in January 21. What did you run? What was that? No, I don't know what. It's probably just when I put a heart rate monitor on. Oh, right. Yeah. What, you don't use a heart You do use a heart rate? Mm, rarely. Only for like workouts. Okay. Sometimes. January 21? I was going all right then too. Yeah. What do you, you run then? Do we ever run against each other then? I would have been coming off the back of COVID. Like I was pretty fit throughout most of COVID. I can't remember what race we did. Yeah. You're always fit, Brady. You've been, you've been yeah. fit for the last six years, years. <laughs> since we started the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you were a topic of con- discussion on this run. The long run? Yeah. Oh, good. What people like, saying? But want to know what people saying? The question was, is Brady ever going to run a fast marathon or not? Yeah. Like how far, how far down next can year. he can get? How far <laughs> down? And I said, oh, I reckon he could. And then I started to think, well, I wonder why he doesn't. Mm. What were the answers? Um, hills? No, it wasn't hills. Oh, jeez. I, I, I thought the hills Two people been... said you tapped out, reached potential. Um, <laughs> oh, this, is, this, is, this is the Christian episode all over again. Jesus. <laughs> except, except Brady's here to defend himself. 
You're a sub two twenty marathoner, mate. You would you took that at the start of your career, you would have said, Yeah, I'm right, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, but that wasn't when it was like it was still with a blow up two nineteen fifty ish. Yeah, but start of your career, ten years ago, if someone gave you sub two twenty, you'd taken that. Mm, nah, not off. Because I always looked at no. like t- ten and a half. Nah, I always thought like, oh yeah, I might. When you paced me in my first one at Melbourne, I was like, yeah, we'll just go through in seventy and bring it home in sixty eight. Oh, I would have taken sub two twenty at any stage. Yeah, but you got to remember, I was like a low thirty guy. You were the most talented out of us. There's still a lot of guys that have run low thirties for ten k in the past that have never broken two twenty for a marathon. Yeah, there's heaps of guys who have run like twenty nine thirty and never broken two twenty. Yeah, it's like sixty five. I'm content. I'm content, but I wouldn't say happy. Yeah. All right. Other answers. Bit of mental stuff going on. Nah, I don't think so. No, I think mentally it's like. I know what it's like to be in the oven and like cooked in races and stuff. And when you got to like mentally dig deep, I think a few of them are fucked up with like nutrition and just like literally run out of carbs, like glycogen. So I reckon that's a reason Valencia went out way too hot last year. And then that's probably most of them. One of the but good, what did you, yeah. I what ran a few of them with. 216 uh, pace? Yeah, 68.05. But you don't think you can run 216? I think I did. That just like cramped up here last year, so obviously it was too hot. Like as mm. in, like the pace was too hot, and my muscles couldn't couldn't cover it. Like well, it's pretty. Maybe heavy. you aren't a two sixteen. Maybe man. I'm not, but I think I'm quicker than a two nineteen fifty three guy. I think it's there. Well, while ever you're running as much as you are, and you're not getting injured, like you're a chance. Yeah. Like, of running. Oh, yeah. I don't think one. I'm done yet. I think I've got I a, few more. a bit more in there. I reckon I got a few more cracks at it. You got a few more cracks at it, or you reckon you're going to get one under there? Get one under my PB. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll break my PB. I think you'll break your PB as well. Yeah. Yeah, I said I I backed you up. I said no, back Bullshit off, guys. You <laughs> back off it. Back off him. That's my friend you're talking yeah. about. I just love that you got all these big name Olympians getting around, and you're fucking talking about me, bro. <laughs> sure, you got better stuff to talk about with those people. Like what? Oh, I don't know. Talk about something. No, it was good. It was good value. Good chat. That's what happens when you're an influencer, mate. You can't put those videos up like you do and expect people not to talk about you. Yeah, that's what we need to be doing. That's how the influencing happens, doesn't it? Gets well, people right. talking. Successful yeah, little influencing. Photo, little photo shoots. You're going to be the talk of the town. Successful influencing. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. Who's next? Croaks, you up? All right. I'll go. Uh, yeah, so Tuesday was my first run of the week, and it was a Tuesday Arvo session. We just met at the AIS. There weren't that many actually doing a session uh, on Tuesday because most of them raced on the on the Sunday. Um, so I did this session with Rob. Um, yes, yeah, so a session was five minute, four minute, three minute, two minute, one minute, five minute, all with seventy five second jog in between. Um, this was like a really hard session for me. This was definitely the hardest I've run. Uh, since coming back, even though it's not that impressive on paper, it was just did not respect the heat at all. Um, so we started off and it was like a slight downhill through the AIS. Um, and so we went like 328 and I, I just knew like which 328 is not that fast, especially when it's slightly downhill, but just the heat compounded things. And then we obviously wanted each rep to get a little bit faster and there's a bit of a hill in the loop. So you sort of ignore 
all of you know you ignore how you're feeling to then try and run a bit faster than what you had the previous rep and i got to like three quarters of the way through this session and i was like hating it which i reckon is a sign that you've uh yeah that you you you've cooked the session basically you know, an old coach of mine used to say that like most sessions you want to feel you want to finish them feeling exhilarated not exhausted and yeah like i got to the two minute rep here and i'm like oh i, I would happily just pull the pin so anyway the splits were 328 for the five minute rep 324 for the four minute rep 315 for the three which was i think slightly downhill 316 for the two which was um had a little bit of a heel in it 309 for the one minute and then 326 for the um for the five minutes and then the jogs were, were decent like it was you know four you know low four minute k's that sort of thing but um it was just a reminder that one need to respect the the heat more um and two like where i'm at i just definitely don't need to be working this hard and um yeah, like I sort of had a chat to Rob afterwards as well because Rob came off like a – because this session, like I, I generally prescribe this session for when people have done like a park run on a Saturday and it's, you know, it's, it's not meant to be a hard session. And like Rob would run 17 minutes on the Saturday and I thought, oh, well, this, you know, I'll just run with Rob because that should be fairly comfortable for me and he cooked it himself. Like he, he pretty much dropped me during the two-minute rep and – I sort of said to him afterwards, I'm like, you know, we didn't go through 5K much slower than what you raced your 5K at a park run on the weekend. So there's, there's something wrong with that. And, yeah, he agreed. But, yeah, it was a bit of a reminder. Um, so that was Tuesday. Wednesday, got out for the, got out in the morning for an hour. Felt can we just good. go back? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can you imagine this scene, Brady? <laughs> R- Rob's gone, dropped the coach. Coach gives him a bit of a spray at the end. <laughs> Oi. Know your place, boy. <laughs> well, I did drop him in. I did drop him by the end of the session. <laughs> of course, you wouldn't yeah. let that happen. Nah, but it was just yeah, it was just dumb by both of us, really. And it's just that reminder that yeah. And then we always have this conversation this time of year on the podcast about the impact the heat can have. Like, yes, it can get you really fit, but if you don't respect it and you just run to what the watch says you're going to like cook more sessions than what you'll do, you know, good sessions. So, um, yeah, anyway, I, uh, I pulled up okay from it. I felt um, pretty good on the Wednesday, 4.26s uh, for an hour, didn't run Thursday. And then Friday was, um, yeah, and then this goes to show like Friday morning session, this felt comfortable and it was, you know, way faster than Tuesday. Um, so the session was 15-minute tempo, two minute jog and then four times one minute on one minute float and then five times 30 seconds on 30 seconds float so i did this one with jack so we ran 332s for the tempo uh jog two minutes in about 415s and then averaged 311s for the one minute reps floats around 345s and then 305s for the 30 second reps 340s for the floats and like i for the whole session i averaged a couple of seconds a k faster than i did on tuesday but I was like in total control on this one. Whereas on Tuesday, as I said, three quarters of the way through, like I was, I was cooked. Um, so yeah, that was, that was an encouraging session, which sort of indicated that yeah, fitness is coming along pretty well. Saturday, just 30 odd minutes out at Mulligan's at 4.24s. And then we had a bit of a group run on Sunday. So 
Uh, a lot of the guys had sort of two hours, so I just did the first 90 minutes with them. Uh, I think there was about six of us. Uh, so I did, yeah, 90 minutes, at 4.14s, and this was definitely the easiest I've felt on a long run since coming back, and which was encouraging given it was um, relatively warm yesterday here. Uh, the heat really didn't sort of impact me at this at this sort of pace or effort. So another week of, yeah, 73K. So just um, stringing together 70K weeks. Yeah, they're getting, nice though. Getting fitter at 70k weeks though. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, a, yeah, I'll keep doing this till Christmas and see what happens after that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what I'd race. Like, if I had to go all out for 5k at the moment, it'd be interesting to see what I'd run. I, I don't know. I reckon I'd maybe like, maybe low 16 minutes. Oh, you reckon 16. Come uh, on. Yeah, you I don't would. know. Yeah. You would. I don't know. Well, you can't yeah. go doing that though, can you? No, I'm not. You want I'm to not stay gonna... away from that high. Yeah, yeah. Like Tuesday for me was getting close to that sort of race effort, three quarters of the way through the session, and I, I actually hated. Like I didn't enjoy the session at all, and that's one thing I've actually been enjoying is the training, you know, within myself. Um, and so yeah, I'll definitely be training within myself, you know, moving forward, especially until I get the all clear to do a bit more. Yeah, when that popped up, I was like, oh, that's a fast workout. Which one? The um, the one with Rob. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was too hard for the – like, if it was 10 degrees, those paces probably would have been fine, but it was, you know, mid to high 20s, and it was just – and I just haven't done a lot of running in, in those conditions, um, which, you know, we do all of our Tuesday sessions in the afternoon, so that's something that we're going to have to be conscious of moving forward because it's only going to get hotter. Will you change them to the morning? No, I don't – don't think so i'll i'll put it to the group like i'd be open to to going tuesday morning as well as friday morning because most people uh put it say like the friday morning sessions we're getting like 15 to 20 people rock up and there's probably maybe half of that on a tuesday afternoon so the the, the mornings more people can get to than the afternoons so we, we could look at doing something like that yeah yeah um, but the track's not open if we wanted to do track sessions the track's not open in the mornings oh you can't get on it no, not the AIS, no. How many tracks you got there? Uh, we've got two synthetic ones, but you can't get on the other one without booking it either. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So AIS is open from like 3.30 till 7 every afternoon, um, and then it's open in the mornings on the weekend if there's not you know, some other event on. I should say there's one that Moose has. They just like roll over there. No yeah. fence around it. It's, it's pretty good, hey? Very nice, yeah. yeah. And Some you always jealous. see people over in the US just like, just go to the closest high school and there's a yeah. synthetic track. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So there's no schools in Canberra that have... Not a synthetic the, the track. Uni? The uni doesn't have one? No, nah, it's all just gra grass ovals outside of the two synthetic tracks. Oh. Are they spray painted? Uh, there's a couple of spray painted tracks, but the grass, but it's not very good. Like I would do a session on the road or, or the gravel over some of those grass Get on the grass, grass tracks. Mate. Train hard, race easy. Yeah, well, most of most of the guys I coach um, are, are road yeah, races true. anyway, so there's no real need for us to be on like a grass track. Yeah, yeah. Go through this week, boys. Uh, Monday, 15k in the morning, 4:40s. Then I did 6k in the afternoon with uh, eight by 15 second hill strides. Tuesday, first workout, did 10 minutes, eight minutes, six minutes, four minutes, two minutes at threshold, all with pretty small jog recovery. I reckon maybe two minutes after the 10 and the eight maybe 90 seconds after the six and maybe a minute after the four. Then I just did like six by 30 seconds, hard 30 seconds, easy. 
tried to really pick it up in the 30 seconds, like give it pretty much like full gas. So, um, yeah, a way to really tie yourself out at the end of a workout, I guess. Um, didn't do a Tuesday afternoon jog because we went to the races, which is good. The Chuk have races on the same day as Melbourne Cup Day. Hmm. So um, went down there, had a couple of beers. I actually came... enter, enter fashions? No, I didn't. Walked past it when there was um, when it was happening, but no, I didn't enter. Thought about thought about entering right. Crokes. Ended up going with Carly's suggestion of uh, what shirt I was wearing after our conversation last week. So that mm. no, was a good day. It's always good at Chuka races. Apart from when you got to work on a Wednesday. So I actually bailed pretty early, got home. Um, you, support, you support the racing industry still? <laughs> still. You ask me this every year when I go to Big this thing. Supporter? I don't think I didn't see a horse at all. The, the day but I don't so you prop it up with the with your funds though and your your support I do not um what do you mean I do not put any money into the horse racing you're attending industry. the races you attend the celebration of, I attended of... a social event I was invited to <laughs> so which is hey good. Which was in good. what capacity were you invited I just get an just, invitation just town, just town big dog like uh, it's an interesting crowd in there it's a lot of like um People who own businesses and stuff, and then this is yeah, the Moama Bowling Club put on this function, and I they were previously a financial sponsor of mine, so um, yeah, I go along and just yeah, make myself they, seen uh, and have a few they, free beers. They give you, they actually give you like a an envelope with like betting vouchers in it for the day. It's they had um, Vicar and Linda play there. That was pretty good. They like played the little function, so it was a very um, proper who? event. Vicar and Linda, you heard Who's of that? that? No, I've never heard never of that. Never heard of Vicar and Linda. I- are they like a local Moama event? No, no, they come. They, Play at the bowling club every Saturday night. You guys have never heard of Vicar and Linda. Jeez. No, but I'm old. You would have heard of them. No, they're like an older kind of band. Oh, maybe if I hear one of their songs, I'll know. Vicar Was and it Linda. Vicar and Linda. Yeah, one of their songs has 600,000 um, listens on Spotify. I think they um, got some of the the um. Someone was saying they got the uh, race times changed. They had to get it signed off for Victorian racing or whatever because they wanted to play their set in a certain time. But I don't know how true that right. was. Anyway, it was good. Um, but um, missed, missed my double. Back on back on the bowling club. Do yeah. They uh they no longer support you. Oh, it was probably a bit of a um. What's uh what's the what did what's that word to say when mutual, it's mutual conflict of conflict of interest with the Lululemon stuff. So, oh, because of the gambling? Uh, no. no, just because like couldn't yeah. couldn't put their logo on the Lululemon singlet. And I'd had it, yeah. They'd supported me for a long period of time. So then when the Lululemon, yeah, stuff come up, I was yeah happy to um, mm. go down that direction. But very appreciative of you, their support over the years. What do you reckon about Lululemon would think of you supporting the um, the horse racing industry? <laughs> I do not support the horse racing. No, they're a pretty industry. clean cut brand. I, I really don't think that we are moving. On Wednesday, I ran 15K at 4.31s. Uh, the first song that came on my iPod was M83 Outro. Tell me you've heard of the band M- M83, boys. God. And this song. Have you? No. You've never heard of M83? No. Who am I recording these episodes with? Okay. Anyway, put it on after this show. It's a beautiful song. Is it a rap group? No. It's like you would have heard of M83 Midnight City. What I'll do is I'll listen to both... <laughs> This Linda and Vinda and Licker <laughs> and uh, M83. And Linda are Australian band. Like, you know, yeah. M83. So M83. I'm just typing in the Spotify now. Jeez, you guys are really to, showing. 
I'll <laughs> listen to both of Not these within the next week, and I'm sure, and I'll let you know next week whether I've heard any of their songs. Yeah. So this song has this Midnight City, what I just said, their main song from M83 has oh, 974 know... million streams on Spotify. Is that like a Midnight City? Dun, 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 dun. No, no, it's not. <laughs> you two just need to be quiet now. Anyway, there's. Oh a... yeah, I've heard that song. You would I've heard, heard... Mid... I've heard Midnight City M eighty three. Because I'm just playing it now on YouTube. Oh. Well, yeah. You would have heard um, outro by M eighty three as well. They always do it on like yeah. the back of like promos and stuff of like sporting montages yeah. and things. Thursday. You haven't heard of them, Croaks. Oh well, no. That's like I know this, I know the song, but yeah, I wouldn't have if, if that came up on a trivia question, like who who plays this song, I wouldn't have said M eighty three. Yeah, but I know really. the, but I know the song. Yeah. All right. Twenty um, k in the morning, Thursday morning, three fifty eight. Six k in the afternoon, hot, thirty degrees. First like thirty degree run I reckon I'd done, and it hit me. Felt hot from the word go, so I just capped at six k. Uh, Friday, got on the grass track, 12 by 400 off 50 seconds walk. Probably sitting around like 69s for those ones. Worked the last one home a bit bit faster in 64. Then I spiked up, sweat going everywhere. You know when it's super hot and like you're trying to change your shoes and you've got like sweat in your eyes and dripping everywhere and you're trying to get your breath back. Real kind of like, yeah, unsure kind of like timings when you're trying to do that. Um, hit some 200s, same thing off 50 seconds in about 31, 32. So that was good. Get going a bit on the grass track. Put a video, or not a video, put a photo up of the grass track on my Instagram stories. People are happy to see what it looks like after me talking about it for a few weeks. Then got out for what, a... Um, yep. How do you come up with 50 seconds for the 400s? Oh, I just think of a pace that like, I don't know, when I'm ready to go. It was more about how much recovery do I need to hit 12 400s in about 70 how do you come up with 70? Uh, because I think that's probably, I was look, I was working close to 5K effort. So I right. think I think 70 on, or my, me hitting 69, 70s on this track was probably pretty similar to being 68, 69 on a synthetic. 14, 10 pace. Yes, maybe 14, 25 I think I could run maybe. I reckon I could break 14, 30 for a 5K at the moment. Um, and then it was like, well, if I can't do that off 50, maybe I'm going too quick. Need to slow them down. But you, should run a, you should go and do the Vic Champs this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I really thought about it. It's this Thursday. It's just too yeah, hard yeah. to get down there and back midweek. Like, mm. yeah, it's just too far to drive. Like, it just, I really did think about it. Um, but I'm going to do a 3K in Bendigo next Tuesday. So, like, eight days away. Um, mm. There's a couple of Bendigo Bats kids. They have these, like, Tuesday night track races. And there's a couple of, yeah, kids who want to run around 840. So I'm going to jump in with them and hopefully ideally kick down off that and try to run close to 8.30, which would be nice. But we'll see what happens. Um, then Saturday I did 16K, 4.32s. Then we went to Bendigo for lunch and back. Um, that was good. So I missed my double there as well, which I usually do on Sunday Arvo. And then Sunday met the other Cramery Moose, not Ryan Cramery, Luke Cramery. Mm. Met him at... Um, on the hill section, he drove out from Bendigo. It's about half an hour from Bendigo, so closer to Bendigo than it is for me in Moama, this new hilly long run track. And he half-stepped me early on, and, like, it gets pretty hilly later on in the run. So um, he was pretty strong on the hills, though, but just the two of us got uh, – he did, I think, 29K. I did 32K. Um, we had to stop for sh- some sheep at one stage, so we kind of got to this dirt road, and there was a ute park there, and we kind of waved to the lady in the ute. She said, uh, just watch out up there. There's some sheep coming. And we're like, will we be okay? And she's like, yeah, you'll be okay. And then we kind of turned the corner and there was like 200 sheep 
heading in our direction <laughs> up this like dirt road and like the, all the sheep stopped and then like the dogs and the, the other ute were trying to get them to go and the sheep were kind of like spooked because we were coming in their, in their direction so we went back and just spent five minutes talking to this lady as the sheep um, got back going and passed us again and then um, yeah that was it 153k for the week and um, got rolling on this one the long run yeah. Yeah, it was the same as last week. I think I averaged pretty similar, but I, I gave the hills a bit more of a squirt this time. I'm alive. Like, like you said before, like you feel like the everything's a bit easier. Mm. Like this felt like I didn't have any pace on, and then I said to Kramer's like, I reckon 45 minutes in, I'm like, oh, we're, we must be moving all right, because I don't think we were this far. I was this far along the road the week before. And he's like, yeah, we're averaging like four tens. And I was like, four tens? Like this was, yeah, whereas the week before it felt felt harder at that pace but um so, do you notice the the flat then going back home like running on the flat feels easier because that's um, where i that's where i notice it more it's like i don't necessarily notice yes as i as i get fitter the hilly long runs become easier but a hilly long run is still a hilly long run and it's still somewhat tough it's when i then go and do a long run on a flat road that's when i notice the benefit of the hills not so much yet but i find within the run like I feel better on the flat. Like there was a couple of stages, like you know, say say you're on some flat and you've come up a hill two k ago. It's almost like you've recovered from the hill, and it's like I wanna, mm. I wanna go again. You know that feeling you get. Yeah, Just a bit bit more comfortable. Yeah, so it's a good week. I reckon there's some news as well, boys. Some exciting developments. I might be in the background of a uh, an AFL documentary. Pulled up at the traffic lights the other day. And you know, um, do you follow AFL, the draft, Moose? Like, there's this kid in town, Harley Reid. They reckon he's going to go, like, number one. You know that name? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, you, guys, you guys know nothing about the world, do you? <laughs> anyway, I pulled up next to him at traffic lights the other day, and Carly and the kids were in the car. And I said to Carly, I said, oh, that's Harley Reid in that car. And she also said to me, who's Harley Reid? And I explained the situation. He's about to be the biggest name in um, Australian rules football. And then he had like yeah the filming crew in the car and they had like the microphone like coming from the back seat like into his like mouth and then the car behind him had all like cameras and stuff as well, so like just keep an eye out in the next couple of weeks if you see any media about. Did you get out the window or something? Then he he had his window down and we were kind of like next to him with the window down, so yeah, I reckon you might see me. Just keep an eye out. Doesn't doesn't surprise me though, Brady. You celebrating juniors. Hey, junior I success. Celebrate juniors. I just celebrate. Oh, he's, a, he's a junior, isn't he? I just celebrate. I just cannot get over the amount of talent that comes out of this town. Like the number one draft pick coming from, like he can't. He lives about fifteen minutes down the road from Chukamoa. Mm. Huge. He's taken number one. Well, he's not yet, is he? Yeah. <laughs> well, just this is the one who doesn't want to go to WA. Yeah, he's the one. Well, I think that's been cleaned up there. He's got like the long blonde hair. What do you mean it's been cleaned up? I think he came out and said, "No, nah, that was fake news. He's happy to go wherever he goes." Oh, he has to say that. Yeah, just Google. There's enough, just there's Google enough his doubt name. now. West Coast won't take him. Yeah. yeah, everyone wants him. I think they reckon he's the next Dustin Martin. Anyway, get ready to lace up for a cause that matters. More than a run, powered by Lululemon, is a hybrid event spanning across Australia and New Zealand, uniting the running community to support men's health. Join as an individual, or enter a team with your club or run crew and choose to run the More Than A Run 10K, 30K or 60K on November 25th. For more information on how to get involved, visit morethanarun.com.au. Let's thank some Patreon supporters. Who you got, Greg? I've got Shane Bell. Shane lives in Melbourne and has PBs of 1747 for 5K, which is set at the Chelsea Bicentennial Park Run. 
37.27 at this year's run pricks. Um, 84 minutes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Brady. Have oh. you actually seen further further down in the whispers? I've actually got run pre written as P R E E, so I don't make that mistake later on. Happens to the best of us, doesn't it, Brady? It does. Uh, 84 minutes. He went through the half marathon at Great Ocean Road, and 2:56 at this year's uh, Gold Coast Marathon. He's a supply chain manager at Amos Sports Australia and New Zealand. So thanks for your support, Shane. What kind of things Amos Sports moving, Moose? Heard of him? Solomon. Oh, yeah. Solomon running shoes, Solomon soft goods and Solomon mountain gear, skis and boots and running shoes and packs and just dropped apparel, actually, from their range, the running apparel. But, um, yeah, they do the hiking stuff. Arcteryx. So that outdoor brand that all the hipsters love to try to find, discounted, second-hand stores. They do Wilson tennis rackets. Oh, yeah. It's good from you, Moose. I did, I'd never even heard of Amos Sports before. Well, I deal with them, so yeah. I know. And, yeah, Wilson tennis rackets I think is pretty big for them. And I reckon something else oh, that'd they would be do. huge, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's big. I don't think Solomon's their big one. Uh, I think... <laughs> Let me just make. I think they're the three. There's there's another one they got, or that they they definitely used to have. Atomic, Atomic. Oh, I've heard of Atomic. Yeah. Don't don't they? They're skis. Yeah, I think they are. So they've got Solomon with skiing brand and Atomic, and then the Wilson and Arcteryx. So outdoors sort of stuff. Okay. Who are you thinking, Moose? Uh. I am thinking Matt Holman from the UK. So according to the Power of 10 website, he set all of his PBs this year. Matt has run 15.40, which was at the Friday night 5K under lights at Battersea Park, 33.18 at the Bedford 10K, 72.09 Cambridge half, and 2.32 at this year's London Marathon. He runs for Belgrave. Whoa, that's the singlet that, what's his name? Was Reece Edwards. Reece yeah. Edwards and St. Auburn's AC, head of strategy at Forge, sales-led marketing for revenue growth and new business. But I just want to throw this one, 1540, 3318, 7209, 232. Come at me with your best one. It's not 232. Oh, it's, no, it's not 3318. <laughs> I don't reckon. It's not 72. It's got to be the 5K, doesn't it? Yeah. 1540. Yeah. I thought 72 and 232 wasn't a bad conversion from those two. No, look at all. Yeah, but but the 1540 is better than 232. Yeah. Look at yeah. the girls that run 1540. Mm. They run way quicker than 232. Yeah. I'd, I'd go to 1540 as the best there. Yeah, the me point too. Here, the point we're trying to make here is it's hard to convert, and the light, the, the times just don't stack up. But I is think that, a lot of the but I think a lot of the time it doesn't convert is because you know a lot of the people that listen like they have these pretty important jobs that they do, and so they probably don't necessarily you know it's, it's easier to train for a five k than it is for a marathon in terms yeah. of reaching reaching your potential because you don't need to be out there for as long training. Spot on, Cokes. Yeah, so that's just probably why most part. of it. That's probably why most of them don't convert. That's Fantasy a legit Park, race. Very GPS friendly, though. No, right? that's a legit race. He's done. Yeah. Or, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen footage of it. It's a park or a track? 
uh, it's, a road, it's a road it's race. It's a road circuit. But, but it's certified, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. It's a good race. It's mm. that. Oh, who's the mob over there in the UK that put on all those races? Not they, sure. They did one in like a parking lot the other day, like a mile. They, mm. Yeah, they're, like, they're almost like the Vic Milers Club of the UK. They like do like good events for the athletes. Anyway, I want to thank Ryan Lumby from Aubrey, just down the road from me. PB of 2019 from the Willow Park Run. Uh, 43.28 at the City to City 10K. You won that one, you didn't, Crocs? Yeah, I did 20, mm, I'm going to say, I don't know, maybe like 2016. Before BWA, I reckon you won it. No, I finished second there. I did it as a bit of a tune-up. Got towed up by um, Charlie Park. Oh, yeah. Big mm, Charlie. Charlie Park. Remember that name? Yeah. 98 uh, minutes at the 2022 Run Melbourne Half Marathon and 3.34 recently at the Melbourne Marathon. Looks like he's a cricket fan and follows North Melbourne Football Club. Oh, poor person, Ryan. Haven't won a game for a long time. Well, they won a few games, but haven't been successful for a long time. Pretty sure he's an accountant at Findex. So some smart people this week, fellas. As always, head of strategy, accountant, and supply chain manager. Thanks to our Patreon supporters for your support of the Inside Run podcast. You would have uh, got the monthly, the, the Road to Berlin reunion show last week with uh, Paddy, Rob, and Jimmy Friend, that was good. You don't realise how much you missed him until you hear him again. I mm. thoroughly enjoyed that, Crokes, putting those Thank boys you. back in my ears. Um, Christian and Toby be coming up any any day now. Christian had a big weekend, won a marathon yesterday, and he's only two and a half weeks, three weeks out from uh, Valencia. Is that so a good thing? Chat with those boys. Uh, the proof will be in the pudding in three weeks, won't it? Guess so. We, we do proof a, will be in the pudding. We say it every time he runs a marathon. Do a lot of analysing of training and racing and stuff on this show, but it's really the results that count, isn't it? So I'll, I'll chat to him about that, though. And, um, yeah, early access, uncut version of the show, all those kind of things. So if this show brings you value, you can support us at patreon.com forward slash inside running podcast. Some running news, boys. Vic Miles, Club Moose, you're up watching this, wasn't he, Croaks? All about it. It was quite funny, Moose. I oh, mentioned in our group chat what about six weeks ago you're like oh i'm not really into diamond league you're you're croaks you're the you're the diamond league guy here like you know meaning i'm into track and then here's moose like commenting on a vic miler's b-grade 3k race yeah i know (laughs) i can't believe it sometimes myself i'm sitting there on the on my chair and just sitting back for like three hours straight of just amateur track running (laughs) and i somehow am interested in it the guy and I said he's busy, Brady. No. He is not busy, this, this guy. Sort of stuff. How many shots do you send us today, Crooks? Oh, I don't know. I reckon One, it's maybe? Yeah, it was a few yeah, today. It's normally, it's normally double figures. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I did watch it, and I, I like it because I see people that I know running. That interests me more than watching people I don't know. You know I like Stewie? I, yeah, but yeah, I do know Stewie. I could watch that. But it, it, it comes up on my Facebook. I don't even know it's on, really. It just pops up. I go, oh, you beauty. I'm going to watch this. Firstly, on my phone. I'm just going to chuck it on my phone while I eat dinner, maybe. And then, oh, no, let's move on to the laptop now. And it's a convenient time to watch. They do it well by putting it through social media. Yeah, not they, having do to do a, they do do a good job. Yeah, and there's, like, commentary, commentary, commentary was decent. And, yeah, it was just an easy listen, easy watch. We had uh, Sophie Hall. She's a young athlete. She ran 9.22 to get the win from Stella Radford. 
who was out very hard and, and, and basically ran the whole way by herself, but Sophie pulled her back. Madison King was in third. Uh, similar situation in the men's. Liam Cashin went off pretty hard himself, but he, he held on to run 801 solo. Harry Norman, 807. Oh, well, he had a pacer, actually, didn't he, Liam Cashin? Who paced? Yeah, it's a good question because I forget. I'll have a look to see if there's a uh, maybe DNF. There maybe there wasn't a pacer. I'm pretty sure there was a pacer. Oh. They, mm, maybe not. Maybe not. I reckon maybe uh, Cody Shanahan went with him for a little bit, perhaps. Um, Logan Janetsky was third in 809. Looked like a good race to be part of. Brady should have gone to that one. Mm, same problem though, most midweek races in the big big city. Yeah, you're right. Yep. It's hard. It's hard for the regional athletes. Yeah, so that was that was the uh the 3k from Milers. They don't do another 3k, I don't think. I think it's just um fifteen hundreds and eight hundreds now on in. I thought they used to always do a three K a bit later on in the season. Nah. Like in no? It's always before the five K. Because remember no, that okay. year I had a shocker and then had a good one at the five yeah. K the week after. Yep. Yeah. That was uh, your PB. That was fourteen oh nine. All right. Anything else um, to report there? That's it. No. Many no, people in was... the stream with you. How many people are watching? Uh, I don't think it says on Facebook, does it? Don't know. Oh, I wasn't looking anyway. Um, it was yeah, good vibes. What else do you want from me here? No, it's just no, it's good. Well, yeah. Logan Janetsky, <laughs> one of the friendliest kids in Australian distance running. Hundred percent. Yeah. Good to see him running well. Uh, the five k champs happened up in Queensland. Jack Coomber, he's an under twenty athlete. He got the win in fourteen ten. Connor Latoff was second in fourteen fifteen, and Charlie Moore, also under twenty, was third in fourteen twenty. Uh, the guy who was in fourth was also under twenty. So three under twenty, um, or not kids, under twenty people uh, make up the first, or not the first four, three of the first four positions in the state championships. Queensland have always had that history too of having some good juniors. In the what women, group are they from? No, I'd never heard of any of these names to be honest. It says that, does it say their name on the on the? Um, I'll, I'll go on the results. I'll yeah. see if it says. Yeah, I'm there. just jumping on as well. It has um, it has which club they're from. Um, just bear with me. I'll read through the women's results, Brady. Yeah, I'll... Gabrielle Schmidt won the uh, women's in 1703. Kaya Anderson was second in 1708. And Greta Johnson, who's also under 20, was third in 1714. Mm. Got anything for me, clubs? Uh, yeah, yeah, so Jack runs for University of Queensland. Uh, Connor Latouf uh, is Gold Coast Runco. Uh, Charlie Moore, University of Queensland. Uh, and the junior that finished uh, fourth, also University of Queensland. And then in the women's, uh, Gabriel Schmidt is from in training. Uh, Gold Coast Run Crew was second and Gale Force Running Squad third. So not sure who coaches those other ones. The other mm. result, Moose, overseas, Pat Tiernan. Oh, no, this is you, Croaks. Pat Tiernan yeah. is back. Yeah, so Pat Tinan raced, I guess, last night our time at the Boston Half Marathon and uh, found a few people that ran this on Strava. And it's not as, like, you know, Boston's not super flat. So, yeah, he finished second in 61.56. And according to most of the Strava files I, I found, it was about 160, 170 metres of elevation over that half. So 
I think that's um, that's a pretty good result given he hasn't raced in a very long time. And uh, like half marathons count towards the Olympic marathon selection, don't they, from a points point of view? Oh, good one, Croaks. I'll have a look where he's sitting they, after they that. Can, yeah, they can. I think you need a marathon in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah which which no doubt Pat, Pat will be looking to run a marathon early next year. And I'd almost, assuming... Pat stays healthy between now and his next marathon. I'd almost have him as probably the third Aussie in our men's marathon team. Jeez, I wasn't even thinking about him, to to be honest, but you are correct. Yeah, yeah, because I reckon, obviously, Brett is pretty much a lock. Uh, I think given the amount of points that, um, that Liam has with, like, the Oceana plus the time that he ran, he'll be pretty hard to, you know, knock out um and i reckon pat's probably our next best um yeah we mean yeah who knows he, he he's capable of running what's what brett's run i reckon uh on the right but, day but but so is jack rayner yeah but he's jack but jack seems to have shelved the the marathon maybe but it's well, still have a you, long have time you of, have you heard have a whisper, you no, a whisper no, I, <laughs> I haven't got a whisper but it's six months away is the close well so yeah we, put it this way is jack going to the olympics in any other event other than the marathon well he's run a 10k time under the qualifier mm, no it? i mean not in this not in this yeah. block no. but he has but yeah. he has. I, think, I reckon the time got i reckon the time got faster though from Fast. what he from what he ran what? I'll, I'll find out before the end of the show but i reckon that jack's 10k pb is actually slower than the the new 10k olympic stand 2704 or whatever it was well i think that's yeah i'll i'll find out what that is maybe yeah show. um, um you, yeah. Guys, you know i haven't even mentioned ed goddard who is in the quota at the moment at 72 and they're taking 80 and his his points are from gold coast and cim last year so when he goes to valencia in maybe two and a half weeks and takes out the cim result puts that next to his gold coast one he'll jump up significantly but do you like i still put pat as like a slightly better athlete than Ed in terms of like I can see Pat. Oh, I'm just talking about go, getting going, points and playing yeah, the yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I can see Pat going like well under two ten, and I, I feel like Ed's a, a little way yeah. off that. I think Ed can move that two thirteen or two eleven. Mm. Or get another two twelve, like it's two twelve high at Gold Coast. I'd go run a two twelve low. Yeah. But that, but his two, but that's the thing. Pat's going to need two results. So Ed's already got one at Gold Coast that's worth 1,113 points. Yeah. So what's Pat actually got to run? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, Andy, yeah. So Andy ran 210, and that was worth 1,155. Mm. So if Pat does go out and run 210, he's still got one result similar to Ed's Gold Coast. Yeah. What is this, what is this, this half help him at all? I don't Pat? I couldn't. I don't know how if there was points attached to that because it was a significant half marathon or not. But I don't yeah, think okay. a, a time of that would help him. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, it's going to be fascinating the next few months about how it all plays out, both men's and women's, for the marathon. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be this whole like um, tracking thing. You can do it on that road to road to Paris website. Yeah. And it's going to keep changing. You, while you're on that website, does it have their um, go to the men's 10k and find out what the standard is for the 10k on like just on time? Yeah, I can do that. Um, just give me two seconds. And while you're doing that, what, is, 
Yeah, I think it did as well. I'll just mention the other bit of sort of running news, and we, we should have mentioned it last week, but AA have decided now to hold a trial for World Cross Country, uh, and that's going to be at Stromlo on Friday the 1st of March, which is um, about four weeks before uh, World Cross itself. So I think that's a pretty good result. Wouldn't you agree, Moose? Yeah, that's a great result. And it's pretty good timing too. I mean, you're going to have to organise your life a little bit if you're going to go overseas to run this World Cross and you don't know until a month before. But I guess that's just part and parcel of it. Mm. Yeah. 27 flat croaks. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. So Kai Robinson's um, in at the moment. The, oh no, they're taking 27 and he's in on 30, 32 for his world rankings. Surely all the spots won't be taken by people running yeah. the time. Um, not, Surely you're not going to get three per nation. Because what's the field's like 20, is it like 25 or something? Uh, 27. Yeah. Um, oh. Imagine that. M- imagine having to basically break 27 minutes to be guaranteed to run the 10K at the Olympics. Like that's, oh, that's, that's pretty rough. That's why I brought up that question about Jack. Yeah. So if he sits there and goes, you know what, I've got to go back to the marathon now because, yeah, I don't know. Or is there more chance of him, so what's the, or, you know, probably more chance of running the 5K time. What's the 5K time? Well, it'd be low 13s, but I almost think that 13.04 or 5 is probably easier than sub 27 for 10. It's 13.05. Yeah. Yeah, we have more uh, more people under Mm. 13.05 than we have. Under so, 27. We haven't had anyone under 27. That's right. Morgan yeah. and Stewie are both in the rankings at the moment. Yeah. They're taking I think it's a bit, of, bit early to be looking at the rankings, though, because it's like oh, you've mate, got, got a whole... I've got a bookmarked. But you've got like a whole outdoor season to come. Yeah. And yeah, they're, in pre, they're in pre-season now. Yeah, the, the marathon's different, though, and you'd be feeling like this with Ali as well, Moose. Like, they've got... Like, you're looking at... Especially if Sinead and Lisa have already got that spot locked in. And then you look mm. at Jen's points, and she's about to go again in Valencia, and it's just like it, it gets tricky when you're starting to. Well, it, it's more simple in the. But marathon. what about Andy? What about Andy? Yeah, Is Andy's he, um, injured. He's running. No, no he's, he's injured. He's come back from Falls Creek. I think I can say this because he didn't tell me not to tell anyone. But I was talking to him. Um, he's organising this three k. I was talking about. He's got a stress a reaction in his femur. Mm. Oh. So, yeah, not good. Because he did, when we did that Inside the Mind episode, he'd just come off a little niggle at the back of his knee. But this one, same leg, but, yeah, obviously the femur a lot higher up. So, yeah. best so did, he say, yeah. did he say how long he has to take off? Nah, but a reaction's usually four, isn't it? Yeah. So he's obviously out of Fukuoka. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so, so, he'll, so, so he's in that same boat. So you go, he's got one more chance to go. Yeah. Which is I what you're thinking for Ali as well, Moose? Um, one more. But, look, you, you you don't think about second chances. You go for it. Yeah. yeah. I think the slight difference, though, Brady, between the men's and the women's is I don't think the points will actually come into play for the women. I think the third spot will be taken by somebody who runs the time. Which, I, which may not happen for the men. And so the men will be relying more on points, whereas mm. either Jen, Ellie, Jess, like Izzy, one of, or Eloise, Eloise. like one, one of them is actually going to run faster than the standard, which then almost makes the point system obsolete for, yeah. um, for the Aussie women. 226.50. Yeah. Someone will run faster than that. Yeah. Yeah, they will. 
And I guess they all, they get some data, or I guess Ali gets some data after Valencia moves of what time you got to aim for. And then those girls um, yeah. potentially, go, potentially go again, like the Izzy, the Jens. Um, well, they, they probably will if they don't get the spot or if they don't if get they the don't, time. Even if they do get the time, you think they'd try to take a bit more off it, won't they? Because they know yeah. more people are coming. Or they'd, they'd probably pick a marathon that's on the last day of the um, of the period to then basically go, all right, am I locked in? If I'm not locked in, then I'll I'll run it. But if I'm locked in, I probably won't run it. Um, whereas, yeah, I guess Ellie and Jess, they're probably only going to have one one crack at it. You know, they're not going to be able to back up again, really, are they, Moose, before, like, the qualification period? Like, There's a potential to. And it's not being unheard of that someone can't run another one, like, six, eight weeks after. Mm. Like, it, it's not ideal, but it's because it's, like, say, let's say Ali does a Sarko, which is late Feb. There's, there's still... London, which is late April, yeah, um, and that's not a bad one to have a crack at. You got Amsterdam. Is it Amsterdam? A week nah, after, maybe Rotterdam. Or Amsterdam's Rotterdam, November. yeah, or October. Hamburg. One of them ones. Yeah, um, there's still another. Like, there's still a chance. And if someone's like, say, Ali's coming off an injury, Jess is coming off um, the, the pregnancy. It's not like they've got a big whack of training they have to recover from. Mm. They just recover from the race, and then they're probably pretty motivated to get going again. It's doable. Yeah. The other thing I think you'll see happening is women realising that, you know, if, if they're running a marathon in that sort of January, February period, and it's not their day, or they realise that they're not going to, you know, go well under the, the time, they might pull the pin at 20, 30K. So then it is much easier to then reload in, you know, four to six weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, workout. so you'll probably see people pulling out. Because remember, Liam did that. Remember Liam pulled yeah. out of Warsaw? Was it all B- no, didn't he go, or did he go to Warsaw? Oh, uh, I remember if, London Olympics. He was going everywhere trying to get yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, if it's not, you know, if you're having a crap run and you're not going to make the time, you just pull out. So you haven't, you know, obviously takes a, won't take the full time to recover and then just go again. Um, so some people might do that. Mm. Does that does that come into your discussions with Elliot or Moose? That like if if Asaka wasn't going to plan, you'd just pull pull the pin and and then save it for no, another one. Yeah, look, I don't think we need to discuss that. It's I, I'd say that's probably a discussion that doesn't help mindset. Yeah. In in my opinion, I like I wouldn't like to have those discussions. I would if that is the Asaka is the goal race, and another marathon um, for Ali. She's nailed. Like she's never had a real disaster. She's had a few, a few that haven't gone to plan. But I don't think you should start getting in someone's head that's okay mm. for them to pull out. Um, I, I think you want to, you want to give them confidence about that more so than second plans and plan Bs and all that. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I mean, a prof- a very professional way to approach that would be that type of plan. But I think the marathon and doing well at the marathon goes beyond like professional running. I think it just takes a lot more um, investment and emotional investment than than just doing something on paper kind of thing. And with yeah. young families, not exactly easily just to jet set to another continent and do stuff two or three weeks later. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true too. Like it's not like all these opportunities are just an hour drive from her house. Yeah. Anyway. It's a job though, yeah. so she should. 
should be that level of professionalism, you reckon? Well, yeah. I, I mean, guess it is your job. Someone, yeah. People travel for their corporate jobs all the time. Correct. Don't they? Even with kids. Mm. Yep. All right. That's uh, the running news for the week. bit going on there. It's going to be fascinating watching all those names we just started talking about. Listen to the question, Croaks. Uh, yeah, all right. So question tonight. What are your thoughts on post-injury or, for me, post-baby PVs? Are they a good way to track progress or just cheesy? And that comes in from Crystal Cicluna. No, I love it, Crystal. Yeah, I like this. I like this as well. Like, yeah. Well, you go first, Brady. Why do you like it? Well, I have no idea about this, like, post-baby <laughs> stuff. But, like, obviously your body is changes and it's impacted and it's um, – even if your body doesn't change, your lifestyle changes dramatically when you've got to look after children in your life. And comparing your performances as a runner to that period of time when you didn't have a baby or a young toddler or whatever it is um, can be a bit unfair at times. Like I think you should be celebrating the little things, the getting out the door, the um, the milestones when you're getting certain Ks a week and then, yeah, start tracking how you're going post-baby with your PBs. There's so many examples of like you look at Gemma and you look at Jess and um, who else has been like all these amazing mums come out and run so much better, but I'm not sure that needs to be the standard from every mum out there. Do you know what I mean, boys? Like some the bar is set high when we just start looking at our Australian marathoning women. Yeah. Uh, look, I like it. Like not so. I'm commenting more from like if you've had like a major injury or you've taken like a massive time away from the sport and then you come back. So I think resetting things and having like shorter term, I guess call them PBs if you like, can stop you from being so negative about comparing yourself to where you were at your best. And like I've probably suffered from that a little bit in the last couple of years, like potentially realizing that. I'm not going to run a PB anymore. So what's the point of racing? Whereas if you if you reframe it and say, hey, like as a you know as a 40 year old, this is the fastest I've run since I was 40. Um, it can help keep you motivated. And as you said, there it does help track your track your progress. I um I heard someone told me once when I was getting like a massage that he used to treat a guy who was like a lot older than us, like you know 80 or whatever, and he'd go out on the first of January every year and he'd run a 400 meter lap of the track. That was his benchmark for the year, and he tried to stay as close to that or, if not, improve it before the next year. And so, you know, he was having like a – he was setting his benchmark on the 1st of January sort of every every year and using that as, uh, yeah, as his um, yardstick, I suppose. Yeah, your goalposts mm. have got to change in life. Otherwise, you don't enjoy – you won't enjoy <laughs> it if, if you're just comparing yourself to where you used to be. Get yourself down the dumps, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Moose? Uh I think post-injury is different, though, isn't it? Post-injury is different to um, post-baby. Because, like, let's say Andy has a stress. He's off for 10 weeks. He comes back and runs 14, 20. He's not going, oh, yeah, you beauty, post-injury PB. That's No, that, no, he's not. It, uh, yeah, I think also, Moose, it's one thing maybe to um, – have this in your own head as a form of motivation, not maybe celebrate it on like social platforms saying, Hey, this is my, you know, post injury PB. Well, you don't need to call them PBs then. <laughs> no. They're just like little goals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is the goal that I've set. Oh, I achieved that. Oh, next goal. But you're not going, This is my PB now. Mm. Like, if I, if I finish running, what am I going to tell people? My PB was this 
or my PB was my actual PB. So you don't like you don't like the wording of calling it a, a PB. No, I don't it's... think you need to do that. Like your PB is your PB. It's not like you just stop. It's not like you're a new person. Yeah, but if you if all you're doing though is is comparing yourself to your PB and you're way off it for whatever reason, whether it's age or coming back from a from a baby, and you're you know say you're a 17 minute park runner and you've had a baby and you're now 22 minutes and you're comparing yourself to that and you yeah. may not, you may never get back there then what's the incentive whereas if you if you're at 22 at the you know you, you were 23 and then you're like okay i've run 22 minutes now that's that's a season's best or it's an improvement on where i was yes i'm way off my 17 minute pb but it's a step in the right direction yes i've got no issues with that but it ain't your fucking PB. <laughs> your PB is 17 minutes yeah. that, you, that you ran when you ran your PB. That's true. Yeah. yeah. There's no problems having goals and new goals. And, and the problem there is the comparing thing. Like, yes, you're getting older. Yes, you had long-term injury or had a baby, whatever. Come back. You don't need to compare yourself. doesn't mean the old version of you disappeared. That's something for you to be proud of forever. That's your PB. Yeah, yeah. You don't want the old old version of you disappearing, do you, Moose? That's right. She did like... say post baby PB. She's not just claiming it as a PB. <laughs> no, it's a. It says yeah, but what's the point of that? What's the point? Tell I like me, it, this... Crystal. I like it. No, nah, I'm against it, Crystal. <laughs> don't listen to either of us, Crystal. Just do what you want. Yeah. Well, that's the want. other thing. Do what you want, but it, seriously though, it's not your PB. You've run your PB already. But Maybe she's saying it's a again. post it's a post baby PB. Hmm. Yeah, which is not a thing. It, it should be a thing. I reckon. Why should that be a thing? Look how much your life changes when you have a baby. Oh, wait, maybe you move towns. Oh, let's do a new town. No, wait, moving wait, town wait. does not have the same impact as having what a baby. What if it changes the climate you're training? No. It you know what will happen? <laughs> what else happens big in your life comparable to a baby? Nothing. So it doesn't change your PB. I'm not saying it's your post baby you don't PB. Get to make new PBs you every get time to, you get a setback. You get to, every time there's a well, having a baby you isn't a setback. It's a, it's a big joy in your life having a baby. I wouldn't well, call it a setback. You're running, isn't it? Hey Brady, you know how Moose, you know how Moose loves to contradict himself. Oh yeah. He'll get on here in about eight years' time when he's just turned 45, and he'll do a race, and he'll he'll call it his post 45 year old PB. And then we we'll go, hey, remember back in 2023, Moose? You said you couldn't do that. As if I would do that. Oh, uh, Brady would run in a couple of weeks, Crooks, and go, yeah, that was her post-baby PB. As, as if I would do that, as if, if she did that, I'll give her a spray. <laughs> All right. Talk about giving people a spray. Thanks for your question, Crystal. Yeah. Hope you're still listening, Crystal. Do what you want. Um, moose on the loose. Giving people sprays. What are you spraying this week? Uh, one culprit on the long run this week. Won't name names, but um, finish the run. Yeah, was comparing times with his partner who they ran together, except she may have run off on him a little bit. And then was she was surprised to see that his average pace was faster than hers was at the end. And um, I think she's said, oh, how did you end up with a faster pace when you walked up the hills? And the, um, the answer was, oh, I stopped my watch when I walked up the hills. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Find me a training group where that's acceptable, boys. <laughs> I've never, I've never, uh, I've heard of people stopping their watch when they've run away from other people and they're waiting for them at the top of the hill. No, I'm happy with that. Very <laughs> happy with that. But not this, not, yeah, I've heard it this way around. <laughs> what about the one when you, say you're doing a track workout, like say you did what I did the other day, 
12 by 400s, but instead of lapping your watch when you have the 50 seconds, you mm. stop it. Yeah. And then you hit start again. So, like, you've averaged, say, 5K worth of running at 250 pace, and then you upload that to Strava. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Neither do I. I don't like I that. I never understand how do they know when to start the next rep, too. Do you know what it is, though? And this is a this is a Cramery thing, because he put, he put this up the other day, Ryan, down in Anglesey. He, he stops. And when he stops for rest, he doesn't move. He doesn't take a step. And so Strava assumes that he's stopped, stopped, and, oh, and it really? won't. Yeah, and it doesn't change his. It doesn't add that to the pace. It basically acts like he stops his watch. He's and just so going to turn he, off that setting, though, Ryan Cramery. I've wondered that as well, Brady, about how they know how long they've been recovering for. Like, I know the Coros, when you stop your activity, it actually does mm, scroll true. through and show you how long you've been resting for since you stopped the watch. Um, but no, yeah. I reckon it's happening. Like, if you if you stand still, then it's going to it cuts it out for Strava doesn't count it as a lapsed time even if he just walks around it's still no you got to stand still if you start walking it starts counting your time mm. counting it as a lapsed i reckon some people do stop their watch though yeah so, yeah i've seen individuals who are trying to like work on their ego on strava do this because i know a friend of the show like sean Crichton. if you have a look if he does like a two by three k or whatever all you see is the average pace for the 3k reps, not the recovery in between. So the you know the elapsed time is like three minutes longer than than the running time because he's had three minutes recovery between the reps. That's a no-no as well. And, and I'd imagine though, because I'd imagine he wouldn't stand still for three minutes. You'd be moving around, which would get picked up on Strava. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know how. But I don't know how they work out how long they've had standing around if you don't have your watch still running. No, don't know either. Maybe, maybe somebody who does that can actually write in and let us know how you calculate your recoveries if you've stopped your watch after each interval. I'm running with a big dog from Garmin on Thursday, Nath Pierce. I'll ask him about it. All right. It could be a new setting where you can see. Anyway, whispers of the week. You want me to start off? Big one this week. Go, go, go. First one, your mate Croaks. Um, Matt Fox, his name is, from Sweat Elite. Elite. He was the one meant to be pacing Lisa Waitman for the national record of Valencia. But he's in Japan, and he's running Fukuoka. I've got the entry list today. So the pacemaker, because I'm going back here, boys. This was a whisper in my first ever segment. So we're going back and addressing that whisper. That's now incorrect, that whisper. So I'm not sure who Lisa's pace is going to be in Valencia. Um, just next... wait, Brady. Isn't there a chance, though, that he just entered Valencia and Fukuoka, and he'll just decide, like, closer to the time? No, my source is telling me he's in, Valen- he's in, um, he's in yeah. Japan for three or four right. months. Doing okay. like covering Eckerd and stuff. Yeah, all right. So she'll be looking for a new pacemaker. Uh, this one, not not confirmed yet, but there's some whispers on the internet about Calvin Kipton potentially leaving Nike, um, which comes from Rotterdam. Rotterdam usually like an ASICS athlete winning their races. You know, like, is it Basha Abdi mm. or Nagu? There's a few of them. Um, so just keep a bit of a whisper on that one. Just keep a bit of a watch on Calvin Kipton there. If you, Nike, Nike didn't really publicise him much breaking the world record. Weird that he was doing Rotterdam. Spoke about that last week. So there could be something in the works there that's also changing shoe brand. Not hundred. Wasn't there controversy there. there though a while back with Kipton where he, yeah, he wanted to sign with, with like a brand. Chinese brand? Yeah, supposedly he actually did sign with them, but then he went from Nike real last to Nike real last minute. And do you reckon? He wants to leave because he is getting no love compared to Kipchoge. Um, I think it'd just be a figure thing. Mm. But yeah, you can't you can't not say that the Rotterdam move's strange, and this would add a bit of like sense to it. Mm. 
Um, this one come in from Ireland. I'll read this one out to you. You guys will be familiar with Paul Robinson, Irish yep. runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So act surprised when you hear this announced in a couple of weeks. But um, friend was speaking to Paul Robinson at Irish Milers Club with links to Melbourne Track Club. He's doing one last track season, then he's taking up an assistant coaching gig in Australia with Collis Birmingham. Will there be a new group? Will Nick Badeau be retiring? Some digging still to be done on this whisper, but I thought I'd pass it on. Heard anything on that one, boys? Paul Robinson, 1,500-meter guy? Mm, I haven't heard this. Mm. I haven't heard, but I know that he's pretty well respected within that group. Like, I think he gets on well with all the, the guys, and um, he, yeah, he seems like he, he's, he's well regarded. So possibly, possibly coach material. Been on the circuit for a long time. So it'd be good to travel with the boys and girls. Yep. Um, and the other one, so you would have heard the big news today from Athletics Victoria that Peking Duck are playing at Zadapec. Do you guys find that big? Or considering you've got, you don't know who M83 are, you probably never heard of Peking Duck as well. Peking Duck, Canberra Band, Brady. They are too, Crokes. Yeah, I, I do know Peking Duck. Yes, yeah, so I've my, heard of Peking Duck as well. My sources hmm. tell me they, uh, they're on six figures to play the Grand Prix. So I'm not sure what they're paying them. Like this is this was yeah this is I was like that from I was uh, yeah I mean a few new message groups <laughs> right, I was legit. surprised this when is... I saw this like this this is a legit band playing in an athletics meet like name the last time this happened in Australia this is a big um I think Honor going to take it over and make some big moves and this is the first big move that we've seen so yeah if you haven't got a ticket for Zadapec yet get one because I don't think it's going to look anything like Zadapec has looked in the past also heard a whisper that they're building like one of the footbridges to go over the track so people will be on the inside someone with a tattoo gun's going to be there live music obviously and I'm hearing Joe Klecker from on OAC Ooh. to run the 10k which if he's fit like we need someone to challenge Jack don't we well we're talking about Jack maybe running the marathon this could be if you get good weather this could be the opportunity for Jack to um, run the time. He's not running the if, time in Australia. If, what if Joe paces him? Uh, he had run 27 minutes at Albert Park. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that with Joe, Joe pacing to 29K yeah. or something. Maybe Stewie paces. Yeah. Oh, well, I saw Stewie's, no, Stewie's, Stewie's uh, pacing Fukuoka. He was on that entry list I saw mm. today as well. Ah, right. Thanks to uh, Tarby for sending that out too. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like the same guys go back to that race, though, don't they? Who's the Kenyan guy who was number one seed? Uh, oh, got you know, it here. Abel Karui. Yeah. He always runs Fukuoka. Abel? Yeah. Abel Karui? Oh, he's old now. Fuck. Yeah, I know, but he always goes back and runs Fukuoka. I reckon if you're a past winner, you get invited back. Yeah. Like Sandre Mullins there, Karui. They Brett, used to be like that, for yeah, sure. Brett Robinson, Chris Rance is running. Long time listener. Sandre? Sandra Mowen. There's one other. Oh, Andy. Yeah. Um, Brad Carterfelt. Brad Carterfelt as well. Butter, Butter, what was his, um, oh, his name escapes me. Moose, we'll weave him in Biwa. Ty, so, Tyler Butterfield. Yeah. From, from uh, where's he from? Bermuda? Col- Colorado. Yeah, but yeah he, represents... he runs, for, runs for Bermuda. That's right. Or, yeah. Yeah. So they're my, my whispers this week, boys. I reckon, Moose, you're going to go to Zadapec? Um, I think I might actually. I th- like. I don't know. Ali might run still, tossing it up, and then maybe Rachel runs. So might have a couple of athletes there to go run. Go, get, get go coaches watch. pass. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. need a coaches pass. It's hard work getting that. 
I was talking to someone today, we were talking about Zatapec, and they were saying, like, can you remember the episode when Moose cracked it about there not being any, like, chocolate ice creams there? And I'm like, you chocolate are literally... ice cream? Yeah, this, and I reckon it was, like, episode number, like, five. <laughs> are you fucking for real? <laughs> One of my, this is the message I got sent. One of my favourite Moose on the Looses is actually him recounting his Zatapec experience where he couldn't get an ice cream or a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know about the chocolate ice cream. I swear you flipped it. There was only like there was no choc top ones left or something like that. That's good. Though. I was like, I sent that to the person. I'm like, that is back like 2018, I think. So well done remembering that. Yeah, that's coming. What else is coming? Vic 5K champs Thursday night spoke about that, and then they got this mega weekend. So Zadapec, Valencia, and Fukuoka all in the same weekend, under three weeks away. It's going to be exciting, boys. Get excited if you're not already. Oh, Valencia is going to be great to watch. It's going to be so good just watching those girls go bang. Like, it's going to be some dynamics within the group from the ladies. You've got Lisa, who's probably going out at record pace. You've got Izzy coming off, training the house down. Jen's obviously on a roll with her racing over here, doesn't get beat. Uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be good to watch. And it's on at a good time of uh, the night for us. About 5 p.m., isn't it? Yeah. Yep. What sort of stream do we need for that? Hopefully the track is working this year. Yeah, it didn't did work we, last um, year, did it? We were able to watch the stream last year, though, weren't we? Don't I guess know. you, I don't know. <laughs> probably, yeah. I was 90 minutes behind. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, was going, I was going to use your joke, oh, have you finished running yet? But well, that's a bit harsh. I ran 2 <laughs> Wasn't it a disaster? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. High stands on this show. Anyway, what are you doing between now and next week, Croaks? Uh, possibly heading to the coast this weekend if the kids aren't uh, infectious. But, yeah, other than that. Bit of work, bit of training. Um, actually, we're out back out at the horse track tomorrow. I think a ASICS rep's coming out tomorrow afternoon to um, give the crew some, well, test some shoes, warm up some cool downs, sessions maybe. Yeah. Jeez. Found out today. Diagon is defeat is doing collabs now, Moose. Yeah. Well, I only, I've only found out through one of my athletes. You know, so Sam Hopper. Yeah. He's so got Sam, a big job now at ASICS, hasn't he? Yeah, so he's coming down and he's bringing some shoes for people to um to wear. Get in the Superbass too. Tell him to bring those training. Along. Yeah, well, I'll see what he's got. He was running them in, in him the other day and had to put like a little emoji over his feet in the Instagram story. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yes. He'll, he'll be out training tomorrow night. You have to give them back. You don't get to keep them. Yeah, no, you don't get to keep them. I reckon he'll try to wiggle a pair out of him, Moose. I thought you were aligned with yeah. Omicrogs. A little bit of just one in the backpack. They won't even notice. <laughs> Seriously, they won't notice at all. Yeah, fee, fee for coming to join my group for the night. <laughs> yeah, you tell him to do some Instagram stories or something. Get the camera out. Yeah, he loves the camera. He's good on the camera. He's good on, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's, good he's, at, yeah he's, very, he's very good at promoting the sport, Sam. Mm. Loves it. Moose, what are you doing between now and next week? Mm, nothing. Nah, nothing for me. Down week. One a day. Cutting mileage or you're still doing workouts? One run a day. Yeah, same workouts, just no doubles. How long is the long run going to be? It'll be less It'll and it'll be flatter. Yeah. So take out the hills, take out the pace, take go back. I've run two hours, two hours 15, two hours 20, and we'll go back to maybe um, hour 50 or something. He's got no one to impress this weekend, Brady, so we'll just keep it nice and flat around yeah. town. Yeah, I don't know. There's always someone to impress. <laughs> There's always someone in the group to beat up on. Getting a little bit ahead of himself. I love that. They come out of Wednesday or something, 
and they have have a good session, and they, and they think, oh yeah, I might have a crack at the title this week on Sunday. For no, they won't. Well, they can try, but boy, the hammer comes down hard. Have you ever tried? I thought about being the small fish in a big pond instead of like, the big <laughs> fish in the small pond. Where at? Serious question. Like, would you ever like drive to Fernie and do a long run or something? Come up drive the river. To Fernie. Go, go to Bendigo. Four hours away. I don't reckon you'd bet. You wouldn't be top ten in a Bendigo long run. Mate, you find me someone west of Melbourne to run with. I'll run with them. What about those Western A boys like Cody Shanahan and Nath Pierce and? They run, an hour on the, they run long runs for an hour. Do they? There's got to be someone down there that you can challenge yourself against. Not on a Sunday. I'm the king of Sunday. That's what we. That's the motto of the group. But the, the midweek sessions mm. for the boys, Sundays for the men. All right. What about, what about you, Brady? What do you got coming up? <laughs> um, I've got a few Inside the Mind episodes. I think I'm recording four this week because I set this goal to record ten. And then I did two in the first, like, four days of November. And then I've still only done two. And it's going to be the 14th of November tomorrow. So I'm recording with you. Recording with uh, Ben St. Lawrence tomorrow. Got Ben Buckingham coming on as well. Try and tee up Moose and Zaka. Then I've a lot got of a... men? Where it's, are the ladies? It's, it's men's, men's health. Mental health, Moose. Oh, so it's a men's thing. Yes, because I don't think men are great at talking about their mental health. Mm. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, we got in trouble, Moose, when we did that women's... You know, yeah, top, top distance runners of all time. So I'm just trying to balance that out. <laughs> can't win. Nah, you can't. Yeah, try not to try not to focus on the women. I mean, we're a panel of men. We're 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 not going to win this battle. Three uh, men, I'll no stop women. This before we get in trouble, this recording. <laughs> Thanks, See you next week, boys. Men, boys. See you later. This episode of the Inside Running podcast is powered by Lululemon, with 44 stores across Australia and New Zealand. You can shop the latest range either in-store or online at lululemon.com.au to find your well-being.